Welcome to the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast, a Bachelor podcast, and part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast. Natalie Zamora is joining me, Ashley Young. We are talking about Matt Dane's season of The Bachelor, the new women have arrived, and we have a lot more to unpack than just some new house guests in the house. Um, Natalie, what do you think of last night's episode? Short recap for you know your impressions of all the drama from last night. Yeah, the girls are, last week they were catty, and in the new episode they were like times 10 catty. It just made no sense. They were way too dramatic. I think, you know having new contestants come in isn't gonna be fun but why would you you know make yourself the villain and have everyone hate you like as I was watching it I kept thinking okay I would be salty too but I would at least be nice to you know make myself look good and then apart from that Matt did have a really good one-on-one date that we'll get into but overall every cute moment was overshadowed by drama and like mean, petty girl, I, I was saying, you know, it almost transported me back in time to, to high school. Um, on the record, I was never a mean girl. <laughs> um, I think my mom would kill me if she ever found out I was a mean girl. Yeah. But, you know, just to see how like juvenile, the, the root of where they were coming from, the way they were, like you said, being annoyed there's new women in the house, valid, totally fair. But to take it out on women, I just felt like so much of the behavior last night was really came from like an antiquated point of view and like really toxic ideologies. But we can get into that a little later as it unfolds throughout the episode. Um, Because when the women did come in, uh, I loved how you recapped it for me. Chris Harrison pops up and is like, oh, um, hey, Matt James, by the way, we just had so many applicants this season. So um, we're going to bring some more women in the house. And we got like a mini limo entrance for five new women, which just felt kind of random. And I was rolling with it, but it it was weird. It was a weird way to introduce the women into the house. Yeah, I have nothing against any of the new women, but it was just like, it didn't feel right. I like... And at least for, you know, with Claire and Tasha's season, like, we had a new bachelorette. So, okay, you can, you know, bring on a few more guys just to make it, I guess, more fair to have the starting number. But Matt already had 30 girls. Like, this is just showing, like, the original girls. Or not showing, but it probably makes them feel like, okay, we weren't good enough. He's not finding connections with us. So they brought on more girls. Like, it just didn't feel right. It was definitely strange. And it was... Like you said, if they'd set it up a little more, like, the narrative just felt off. Mm -hmm. But such as The Bachelor, the whole thing is weird, (laughs) so we're rolling with it. And, you know, these women come into the house, and obviously they kept referring to themselves as the OGs. You know, the the original girls is what they were saying. And they were so hung up on the fact that they had been there for two, three weeks, as if that's, you know, yeah, you'd be frustrated, but you guys weren't, like, surviving the wilderness. Mm -hmm. You're in, like, a resort nice little setup hanging out drinking making friends and connections I couldn't understand why they were so so angry to the point when these women finally came in the house 
Victoria, of course, like took the crown off one of the, the girls that had walked in with like her pageant crown. Like, I, I'm not a perfect person, but I think I know better than to rip someone's like item of clothing off their body to take it for myself. That was wild to me. Yeah, I literally gasped. Like my jaw was dropped at that point because we know Victoria is the bully. She's the mean girl, but like, what the hell? Like, you really just snatched somebody's crown? Like, it was just, you know, another thing that, another example of Victoria just, I feel like doing things for a show and trying to establish herself as like the top dog and just having no shame about it. And it's like, nobody finds that admirable. It was just aggressive and insane. I think it was last week, I likened Victoria to like that of Bennett from Tasha season where we, I wrote him off immediately and then I was kind of charmed and entertained by his antics. And then it quickly became just like really toxic and condescending. And that's why I'm, I'm back off the Victoria train. I yep. just want to go on the record. They don't condone that kind of behavior. Um, so she's, she's a lot to handle. And I was just really blown away. And I know that everyone's kind of, I think collectively on the same page that she's just crossing a line and it's not entertaining. It's not, you know, like saucy. It's genuinely just toxic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I, she sucks. <laughs> Point blank. She sucks. Yeah. Oh, Victoria, Victoria, Victoria. But of course, you know, she's there for the television and that's what she's giving us. So these new girls come in the house um, and, you know, this idea that they're not being welcoming, it kind of reminds me of the, the cliche when, um, you know, someone gets cheated on and they don't blame their significant other. They blame yes. the outside person. And that's how I felt about these women where they were like blaming the new girls and not the producers or the nature of the fact that they're on an entertainment production. And it really made me sad because I thought we had a great, like, group of women and fresh off, they bullied Sarah out of the house last week and now they just found, like, a new source to bully. I know. It's crazy. I feel like there's, like, there's still a handful that are not actively bullying, but they're just being silent, which is still, like, eh. And then there's Katie, who's really the only one that, like, has the balls enough to be like, this is wrong. I'm going to defend the person that, you know, is being bullied right now. So we can appreciate Katie at least for being that person. Um, poor Katie. Um, honestly, so amazed by her poise and her maturity. And like you said, she was kind of like, Hey, maybe this isn't cool. Let's not bully them. And she kind of got bullied. Like mm-hmm. they like snored. Like it was like, yeah. Stopped at her. And I was like, again, I understand why you're frustrated. I get that ladies. I get it grow up it's not a cute look and I felt bad for Katie because here she is week another week trying to do the right thing and she's getting mocked almost mm-hmm. yeah it was really annoying oh, Katie that's what you get for trying to be like not the mean girl it's always you know again like I said it transported me back to high school where it's like you know the the mean girl they have the power they have like the minions and mm-hmm. God forbid you're the one that kind of, you know, hey, let's let's not be mean. It's not that hard to be kind. You're also ruffled down and kind of beaten down by their toxic toxic ways. So I don't know. Katie, I think, really solidified some fans last night. I, I think I was going through my timeline and people are on the Katie hype train. Yeah, agree. She's definitely like 
I think she's my favorite, not for Matt per se, but just as, you know, a person on the show, she's my favorite. She seems like no nonsense, like very down to earth, um, as we all do with some of our favorites on the season. People love to prematurely tweet like Katie for Bachelorette. Mm -hmm. And at first I rolled my eyes when I saw that. But that's kind of like, I think it would be a nice, refreshing lead for the show because she is no nonsense and does seem very down to earth. Um, how do you feel about her being the bachelorette in the future? Yeah, I think I would be all for it. I was the same as you, like seeing it on Twitter last night and thinking like, you know, they do that with everyone. Any contestant that's like cute and nice, they're like, all right, this person for the bachelor, this person for the bachelorette. But then I thought about it for a second. And yeah, like Katie has like the funny antics as she showed in the first episode. And she's really nice and normal. So I feel like it's like the best of both worlds. She'd be really entertaining. She'd probably have fun group dates and she's real and nice. So I am all for it. All right, we'll get a petition going. We're at Katie for Bachelorette. Um, I love her. And truthfully, when she confronted Victoria, like one-on-one about, you know, some of Victoria's antics or bullying, Mm -hmm. Katie said something like, if you're being a bitch, like I'm going to call you on it. That's just how I am. And Victoria was like, well, I am a bitch. And they just weren't seeing eye to eye. It was so silly. But, you know, as bold and I think transparent as Katie was, that's not an easy conversation to have with anyone. And I really admired just how she handled that and how she handled confronting Sarah last week. Um, She doesn't deserve some of the drama that's going on in the house. Yeah. I agree. I feel like she's definitely the bigger person in every situation. Like you said, it's tough to be confronted by a Victoria. Like, I feel like if I was her, I'd be like, okay, sorry, like, leave me alone. I wouldn't really, like, have the confidence to fire back at her. So I applaud Katie. Another episode down of just, you know, rooting for her. Go, Katie. (laughs) Um, Of course, this is heady, but we have to discuss because it was something I was fixated on last night. What's going on with Victoria's eye? Is it okay? Are we just going to ignore that the whole episode? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like she's had like really dark circles, but then it looked like pink eye. And then I honestly don't know. It's really funny because like when I stalked her on Instagram, it looked like she had like professional makeup and like every photo and like her makeup looked really nice. So I'm wondering like, can she just not do her own makeup? Like have people been doing it for her? Because she looks, like, very different. <laughs> she looks so different. That's the power of uh, Facetune and all of the apps, I think, <laughs> that we have available to us on our phones. So, you know, of course, I don't condone bullying. But in my head, I was like, how are you going to be so mean and you're literally growing, like, a third eye <laughs> out of, like, your waterline? Like, what is going on down there? You know, you have either the craziest insecurities ever or you are just like confident beyond any measure yeah so I was like screaming at my tv like, what is that like is it contagious I don't know I was really fixated on this weird lump she's got going on on her eye yeah maybe it's karma I don't know I know right <laughs> oh god Victoria love it so you know there was some positivity before we circle back to I think more bullying because we have to but uh Matt one-on-one date with Michelle. Mm-hmm. It was so sweet. What did you think of them together? 
Yeah, it seemed like they had known each other for months or something. Or, like, at the very least, she's one of the OG girls, quote-unquote. Because, like, she... I feel like she was so confident and not overly confident like Victoria, but just, like, felt comfortable and they really meshed well together. And it seemed like they were just already fully dating. Like, it didn't even seem like a first date. There wasn't really any of the awkwardness that we've seen from Matt so far. And it just, like, worked. I, you said it. It looked like it wasn't their first date. Like, they looked comfortable friends. Like, that is, the, I think, the ultimate compliment for a couple is when you look at them and you're like, they look like they've been together forever. Like, mm-hmm. comfortable. I think comfortable is, like, the nicest thing to see. And I've been ragging on that a little bit for being awkward. And you didn't see it on the date. Like, they looked so comfortable and, like, friends. I was like, okay, there's a little bit of that personality. I've seen videos of you, Matt, dancing (laughs) on my timeline and, like, being goofy. Where is Mr. Personality on this show? Like, are you just nervous? Are you shy in front of the cameras? Like, I want to see that side of him come out. Like, I know it's there. We've seen it on social media. Yeah. I agree. And now kind of seeing like this one-on-one date, it must just be that like he's very nervous and, you know, it's understandable. So I think he's like breaking out of his shell more. And I also really want to see that goofy side. We saw it at the end of the episode though. Did you see Yes. Dancing? I was like, how are they going to make this man dance in silence? That- no music did the full dance. Um, there's a video of him doing that like with Tyler Cameron that like you might recognize. But he's doing this dance, but it's utter silence. And I think it was um, Maggie watching yeah. him. Was it Maggie? Or no, um, whatever. He's dancing at the end of the episode, and it's, like, silent. And they let him do this, like, 60-second dance in silence. And I'm like, buddy, like, the personality's there, but this is kind of cringy. What, what are we doing in silence here? Yeah, I totally agree. I was watching that just, like, laughing, but also just, like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> It just kept going. I was like, okay. Okay, now we're done. Nope. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, Michelle, I think, too, truthfully, she wasn't someone that was really on my radar prior to last night's episode. Um, and it's like, okay, I'm trying to go into the season spoiler free. Yeah. And feel it out. And it was nice from like a viewer perspective to be pleasantly surprised by the one on one date. Um, and a nice little mix of, you know, they did a scavenger hunt. They were, you know, the hot air balloon stuff. It, it was cute. And, not as gimmicky as some of the other dates that we've seen this season or in other seasons. Yeah, I agree. I think the hot air balloon was really cute. I'm like really afraid of heights, so I would have been freaking out. But watching it was really cute. And I think it was a good idea because they have like this insane like landscape around them. And like it's such a pretty place and all like the leaves changing, the fall colors. So I thought that was really cute. I'm with you on the height thing. I look <laughs> at some of these dates and... I'm just like, I would be such bad television. I, I don't know if I could force myself like into the basket or into this plane and just put on a smile and look charming for all of the United States of America. I don't think I could do it. No, I would have just like had my eyes closed the entire time and be like, I am fine. Like, I'm just like, I'm fine. <laughs> or um, do you remember on Peter's season? I forget who it was, but she got like motion sickness. Yeah the flight simulator and she was like throwing up in the bathroom and of course I'm laughing because I get really bad motion sickness I'm like that would be me I'd get like the puking in the toilet edit and that would be my claim to fame on the timeline that's mortifying mortifying yeah same though 
Yeah, I'm, uh, I would never go on the show. I don't have it in me, but just add it to the list of reasons why it would be a good fit. <laughs> oh, Matt. So Matt is growing on me. I think the date, like, proved that, um, you know, there's a little bit more personality, but I don't see a spark with anyone. I feel like usually around this time, like, you know, fourth episode or so, I finally get a grasp on the women in the house, and I start to have some favorites based on, like, who I want him with. And I don't know if I have any early favorites for him. Do you? Yeah, I agree. This is something like I was even, I think like one of my friends said in my group chat last night, like, do you think he actually has a connection with anyone yet? Like, you're right. This is usually around the time where it's like, all right, you can tell like the fast favorite, like one that could very well win. And I feel like we had Abigail at first. She was a front runner, but now like she's getting no time with Matt basically. And the other girls like, I think that they're they have potential, but there's not really a spark there except for now with Michelle. But that could very well like go away in a few episodes if she's just like not getting time with Matt. So I feel like there's a lot of a few promising girls, but I still don't see the connection. I'm with you. It's like I have my favorites who I think are like entertaining or like normal, <laughs> nice, charming women. Yeah. But I'm like, Matt. Do you, like, even have a little crush on any of them? Anyone. Just, like, a little twinkle in your eye. Like, there haven't even been any, you know, producer-esque interviews where he is giddy. And maybe I'm just, like, brainwashed by Claire last season where (laughs) we knew right away. Also, RIP Dale and Claire. Um, Yeah. I can't believe believe. Um, I'm almost impressed that it happened so quick, like, close to their finale. But, um they, they also didn't make it. So maybe the fast favorites don't mean anything, as I learned from Claire this week. Um, but I, I kind of want that. I miss kind of knowing who they're interested in. I need to know that. Yeah, I agree. And it's, like, fun, too, because then you're like, all right, this person's, like, the obvious front runner. So are they actually going to make it to the end? Like, with Peter, uh, we knew that he loved Madison and Hannah Ann, and they did make it to the end. So it's, like, just, like, watching, like, the trajectory of each of the relationships and knowing, like, this one is an easy shoe in like, it's so fun. And now it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, he likes most of them. But, like, there's not really one that's ahead of the game. No, no. That's such a fair point, too. And I think having those favorites is, like, where I base his connection with other women in the house or, like, the leads connection. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like, they look like they really like this person, but it's not the same affection or enthusiasm as, you know, person A. So I have no baseline. Um, I don't like not knowing. I We haven't really been privy to spoilers as we have in the past for this season. So... I always complain about wanting the most authentic viewing experience. And now that I have it, (laughs) I'm like, give me a little something. Give me a little something. Um, But they did give us a little something. They gave us a lot more toxic drama in this episode. And we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll dive into the, the Chicago ladies drama. So unless you lived under a rock heading into this episode, there was a clip of Anna going around, um, kind of mocking the way she talks and how her, both of her top and bottom teeth are exposed. Uh, she, We learned this episode, she's talking about Brittany, one of the new women in the house, who allegedly, in Anna's words, is entertaining men for money. And this clip was all over TikTok, it was all over Twitter. Um, and I think there's a lot to unpack here beyond just bachelor house drama. 
Um, the short version, if you missed it, five new women came into the house. Brittany's one of them. She's, I guess, a social in the Chicago scene, and Anna's from Chicago. And prior to going on the show, Anna said she's getting messages about Brittany and how you need to watch out for this girl, and she is allegedly an escort. So that's the backstory. And, um, you know, I, I think outside of how they, they bullied Brittany, which we can get into, I was really disappointed in how The Bachelor handled this conversation and some of the, I think, stigmas and, you know, antiquated views on how different people make a living, we'll say. And um, I think we saw a lot of progress in the last you know season or so about more candid and open conversations. And I was really hopeful this would be one of them. And they just really dove into the, the petty girl drama of it all. Um, Nat, I think you're, you're kind of on the same page here. How, how are you feeling watching this unfold and seeing women just be like that, that hoe, that slut, that whore, again, words I haven't heard since I was 16 in high school, <laughs> mean girls dropping it, like really took me back in time. Yeah, that was a lot. It was a lot to watch. It was certainly like the best word to describe it would be toxic. Like, of course, I had seen the teasers leading up to this of Anna, you know, saying entertaining men for money. She's an escort, call girl, all the things she was saying. And it was like, just seeing it unfold, I feel like was worse than the teasers. Because like, first of all, there was absolutely like no evidence. It seemed like she pulled it out of nowhere. Because at first, she said, like, I have heard of Brittany because we're both from Chicago, but I don't know anything about her. We've never met. And then Brittany gets time with Matt and she instantly flips it and is like, oh, I've actually been getting a lot of messages about her. It's like, what? Why would you randomly just bring that out? Like, that just seems so fake to me. And it seemed like it was really annoying because it seemed like the worst, like, insult or worst, like, thing she could come up with if it was a lie was to say, like, oh, she's an escort, which is like, if that's true, like... So what? Like, obviously, there's such a stigma on, you know, how women make money or if they're in sex work and all these kinds of things. And it's like, why would that even matter? Like, if she's not in a relationship with someone else or, yeah, that's basically it. Like, why would it matter to her journey right now? So it was like two different things. One, she just made it up. And two, the fact that that was like the worst thing she could think of to make up was just so cruel and like, 20 years ago and terrible it was and like you said it came out of nowhere like where's your evidence and you know what if she's making money good for her yeah like you secure the bag go make your money as long as you're like safe and you know I, I don't really care how you make your money that doesn't pertain to me and the fact that Anna was you know really bashing her for it it's like you said, I think the, the only reason people really get, you know, hated on for coming on the show is if obviously they have a significant other at home, that's a big no, no, or mm-hmm. if they're just clout chasing. And, you know, if being an escort to use Anna's words is the most dirt you have on this woman, that doesn't go against these cardinal like sins of the bachelor. She doesn't have a boyfriend. She, you know, isn't there for the fame. Um, and I was just really, really horrified by her and Victoria just, you know, snickering in the corner, going back and forth about this. And it's like, you know, nothing about how you're conducting yourself is attractive. Matt does mm-hmm. seem like a very sincere individual. 
And I can't believe that you're just, you know, risking this person's reputation and slandering her for no reason. Absolutely no reason. Yeah. I have nothing to gain from that. Like, what, what do you gain besides just making yourself look bad? I know. Because, like, at the end of the day, okay, say Brittany said, yes, that's true. That's something that I used to do. And then told Matt. It would kind of just be like, okay, thanks for telling me. Like, I highly doubt it would be like, oh, you're going home now. At least I hope not. But, like, it, it has nothing to do with what's going on now. So it it was just like pulling something out of nowhere and just, just, I don't know. It feels like they were just desperate and trying to make Britney something, you know, bad or negative. So. And Britney did kind of come in hot with this yeah. like confidence and the swagger, you know, and you could tell she wasn't going to be phased. And then a switch went off when, you know, Anna actually confronted her. And it was kind of a sobering moment for me as I'm watching on my couch in my sweatpants. But th this person that walked in with so much confidence and like swagger, I think that, you know, we saw her get really upset. And she said, you know, usually I have a thick skin, but, you know, here's an instance where she kind of had tears in her eyes and Anna's accusing her of things that simply aren't true. And, you know, it, it never feels good to have someone question your character or your intentions. And to see Brittany, like, right off the bat, like, kind of break from where I thought she was in, you know, having no-nonsense thick skin, um, it was just, like, you know, it's hard to be a woman. And people are always trying to, like, drag you down and accuse you of things and question your character. And I was just, I really felt for her because she didn't deserve that. And it was the least productive conversation we've seen this season. And I was just like, well, I'm glad we have this chat. Are you? Are you, girl? What did you get out of it? <laughs> yeah it was really sad to see Brittany's reaction I agree like she did come in with this big confidence like she made out with Matt right away and she was kind of you know had this attitude but then once you know Anna started making up these rumors and like saying it in front of everyone all the women that were on that date you know it it was obvious that it was really hard for her to hear and you know her saying like whatever she said like now everyone's gonna think this of me you know like it was really hard to watch and it just like humanized her to see that like you know that was really messed up on Anna's part because this woman had confidence and you know seemed like she was excited about the experience and now she's not so Anna you suck right now <laughs> you suck Anna and I think the funny thing too circling back though I, I live in Chicago Mm -hmm. And I'm watching this with my roommate and, you know, they said, well, she knows all the rich men of Chicago and all four of us at the same time were like, introduce us. Like we were so on board for this made up lifestyle that she had, which I just thought was really funny for it to do a 180 from obviously Anna's, you know, interpretation of what is or isn't a way to conduct yourself. And everyone I was watching this was like, oh my God, introduce us, teach us your way, like secure the bag. So I, you know, I don't know if we saw too much of Britney's like true personality mm -hmm. yesterday, but I will say that I, I'm a fan and I'm rooting for her because it was just, no, I hate the petty drama. Be better. I want to be entertained. I don't want to have flashbacks to like high school and, you know, really like evil, toxic people. Like get off my TV, Anna. Like you ruined it. Now you're linking up with Victoria. Like you, you guys deserve each other. Go be mean in the corner elsewhere. Um, if I never saw them on my TV again, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. 
It, yeah, they're just like the most toxic people. Like even now, we watched it last night, and I'm still trying to process just everything they said and just how terrible like their what they were saying and the words they were using. It was just like I feel like now Anna's on the Victoria train of like I'm not getting enough screen time or time with Matt, so I'm just gonna cause a scene just to like get attention, and it's freaking annoying. <laughs> It's annoying. It's annoying. And it's just, you know, it's overplayed. So they, I guess, hashed it out and we got our, our answer, our closure of the truth. So I, I don't think it's anything that's going to disappear, though. I think, mm. um, you know, Katie said that there's things that are going around that could, you know, hurt people's reputation beyond the show. Again, Queen Katie, like she knows. Yeah. Up. So let's just, you know, be mindful of what you say on national television and what you accuse people of. Um, Whatever, but I want to talk about the group date because I love a sporty group date. Um, and we had a couple interesting uh, group dates yesterday, uh, but the boxing one I think was my favorite. Um, I just love the idea that they're going to put these like half-dressed women in a boxing ring who are all sleep-deprived and angry with each other and fighting, and literally like have them box each other. It wasn't pillow fight or, you know, some of the stuff we've seen in the past. It was full glove headgear, boxing, boxing. I was shocked how quickly they got into it. Yeah. And it's always funny. Like, I feel like, especially with this season two, um, the lead is always so shocked when they get aggressive and it's like, you're putting them in this situation, even if it was producers ideas, like, you know, what could happen and it always gets so aggressive and, you know, it's like, learn learn your lesson by now. It's going to get brutal. I feel like, yeah, sometimes with the, the when it's a bachelor lead, they don't expect yeah. the women to be so, like, aggressive or competitive or physical. And it's like, obviously, you've never been in a cat fight with a girl. <laughs> like, you know, the anger is going, like, the adrenaline's rushing. And it doesn't surprise me at all. Like, think about if you've ever been in a group of women where you're just, like, fighting or angry I'd love to get in a boxing ring. I'd love to square up with like some of the mean girls from high school. Um, but then it takes a turn and they're like, Oh, cut it, cut it. That's too much. It's too much. It's like, what did you think was going to happen? Like they're, they're boxing and then they got hit because they're boxing. Like mm-hmm. what? I don't, I didn't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. Agreed. So, Matt seems shocked. And then I'm like, do you, are you into this? Or are you like horrified by it? I couldn't get a read on him yeah it seemed like like he was into it and then was like wait they're actually like able to hurt each other doing this I didn't realize and then it was like cut it cut it cut it like I don't know it was very funny to watch though yeah and then you know you obviously you get popped in the nose I'm like oh my god can you imagine a broken nose on the bachelor and then you have to no. go the rest of the the way with I don't know like a, a face mask or a little like nose guard um I think I'd go home before I did like, <laughs> national television with a broken nose, but that's just me. That's just me. So it was a cute date, but again, like all these moments from the show last night are so overshadowed, I think, by how toxic some of the, the women were being. And that's, that's really where my head is. It's just, you know, disappointed. Like I feel like mother saying that, <laughs> but disappointed and very like Tyra Banks like we were rooting yeah. for you I think this was such a good cast and to see them like even like I was on the Victoria train last week like <laughs> she's she's a lot but she's entertaining and now she's back down I'm off 
off the bandwagon for Victoria. So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of leaving this episode a little, little disappointed, I think, um, about everyone and feeling a little defeated too. Um, I don't know, like sad. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It was like, there are definitely parts that were entertaining. So like overall it was fine, but there are a few things said here and there that were just like, why did you even air this? Like it just crossed the line on so many levels. And of course we knew Victoria was going to get a rose because she was in all the promos and everything like that. But it's like, can she leave next ceremony? Like, I think we're kind of all over her. And I, it just makes no sense to me why Matt keeps giving her a rose because, like, okay, on the one hand, it could just be totally producers. And on the other hand, it's like maybe just because she keeps inserting herself into his, you know, time and keeps, you know, demanding attention and all that. And then with some of the other girls, he's just literally getting no time with them. So maybe he's, like, picking by that. But... Like, she needs to freaking go. <laughs> she needs to go. It's time. She's yeah. run her course with the show. I'm totally with you there. Um, I think, too, like, something they teach you in journalism school is, like, yeah, it might be true or it might be, like, entertaining newsworthy, but, like, is it newsworthy? Does it have a detri detrimental, like, effect on the public, right? Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, you, you said, did they have to air some of the things yesterday? Um, I don't know if, you know, dragging someone's reputation through the mud for, I know you sign up for entertaining TV, but I, I just really am hung up on, on Britney and I, I don't know. I, like I said, I don't care what you do at all, truthfully. Um, but I was really upset to see how many people were dragging her down with you know, the, the conversations on my timeline. And I was like kind of shame on ABC for not stepping in and like, giving Katie more screen time and I would have loved to see her like educate the house and like fight with them that way. And not just, you know, Victoria and Anna snickering in the corner, uh, name calling everyone. So, uh, it's a lot. Um, I'm excited about the season though. I'm glad we got some fresh names in the house. Uh, obviously I love Katie. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping Matt can break out of his shell a little bit. Um, what are you looking forward to, uh, next season kind of cleaning up the mess from this week? For that next season next week <laughs> I'm I, jumping the gun I'm over that. <laughs> yeah what are we looking for next season because this one is shot um definitely Victoria needs to go home I'm hoping Anna goes home just because I'm not a fan of her like I feel like she was always kind of annoying but never really did anything wrong but now it's full-on you're in the wrong and you are annoying please leave and I want more screen time with Abigail. She deserves a one-on-one. -on -one. I know she got the first impression rose, so Matt is probably like, you know you're safe, you know, that type of thing. But I want a one-on-one -on -one with Abigail because she is just so sweet. I forget about her. I'm with you with Abigail. Hopefully <laughs> she's so sweet, so sincere. Um, you know, like I said, I think that feeds into my, I'm kind of dragged down by the toxic, toxic yeah. moments. I could use some Abigail on my screen. Hopefully next week we get it. Um, who knows? The season has just been a roller coaster of ups and downs so far. Um, but I'm pulling for Matt. He seems like a good dude. And I hope next week we see a little bit more, maybe dancing with some music when we close up the show. <laughs> no more silent, <laughs> silent dances. Um, but, you know, we're enjoying it. And we hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. We'll be recording uh, every week recaps after The Bachelor airs. We hope you join us along for our journey. Like, listen, subscribe. And we'll talk to you next week.